Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 95 of the Deaf Free Dad podcast. So you started your budget, or maybe you've been doing your budget and you've just been having a hard time with it. Maybe you're having some challenges. Well, today we're going to be revealing the six biggest budgeting mistakes people make, and I've also made them, and what really kind of causes people to fall off the wagon and even possibly eventually quit. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And welcome to today's show. Guys, before we start talking about budgeting and budgeting mistakes, I guess I got to tell you, uh, you guys know I, I uh, purchased this house back in like spring. And, and right now, as we're recording this, it's like early, getting closer to like mid-October. So the leaves are falling. <laughs> we have these like 50, 60 foot like oak trees in, in our yard. And I seriously, this afternoon, <laughs> picked up probably about 2,500 acorns. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I was so excited about this house because it had these awesome trees the summer it provided some awesome shade because you know the sun you know the afternoon sun's kind of more towards the west so we get a lot of the shade in the afternoon it's been great during the summer I gotta tell you I I had a lot of swear words this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> well like a leaf blower suck those up well like, here's no, the problem good. well here's the problem I couldn't I can't that's the hard part about this I can't like do any hard raking or leaf blowing or lawn mowing because we just had the grass overseeded. So I can't do anything for almost four. We're on week one. I have three more weeks until I can leaf blow and like do some mad raking. So I had to like hand pick like a lot of this stuff up um, because you got to get it off the ground. Cause you know, it needs, it needs sunlight. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this homeownership sucks. <laughs> like, I didn't sign up for this. Like my, my wife comes out in the backyard. She's like, oh, you're cranky. I'm like, yeah, look at all these acorns all over the ground. <laughs> uh, I just had to share that because, you know, we've been talking about homeownership and, you know, buying maybe, a house without a credit. you should have budgeted somebody to uh, come and pick those you know, up for you. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I, I bought myself a used riding lawnmower, which is an awesome riding lawnmower. But you can also buy what they call call as like a yard sweep. And it's like this little wagon that you attach to your lawnmower and you pull it behind. Well, again, I still wouldn't even, even if I owned one, I still wouldn't be able to use it because they just replanted all the grass because we had a lot of areas where there was a lot of big weed beds. And so I still wouldn't be able to use it. But next year, I'm totally budgeting for it because that would pick (laughs) up like probably 80 to 90% of what I picked up in just a matter of minutes, as opposed to two and a half hours of picking up acorns. Ugh. Yeah, it was frustrating. It was a frustrating afternoon. But hey, I'm in a good mood now, because now we're talking about budgeting. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about budgeting mistakes. Now, this is not to get on anybody's case. And and honestly, the reason why I I created this episode is, is because I've made a lot of these same types of mistakes. And coaching hundreds and thousands of people now, these are the common mistakes that most people are making. So if you're out there budgeting, uh, I want you to feel like you're not alone in this. Like this is challenging and it does take time to learn how to do some of this stuff. So number one, the number one area where I see a lot of people uh, messing up their budgets and, and me included, especially early on when I first started is 
is just consistency. And, and I think this is the number one area where most people fail when it comes to doing their budgets. Because, you know, when you first get started, you know, you're motivated, you're excited, you're like, oh, we're going to do this. Like, this is going to be great. But then you find out it's pretty mundane. You know, it's it's not going to maintain that excitement for a long period of time. You might get through the first month, two months, three months maybe, but after about 90 days of doing this, it's easy to let some of those old behaviors and drift set in and, and, and it gets kind of mundane and boring and it's easy just to be like, eh, maybe I'll do it a little bit this month, but I'm not going to stick to it as, as good as I should. Right. Um, so consistency, I think is, is for me at least guys, and you guys can let me know for, for you guys, but for, for me was probably the number one area where I screwed up the most that took me the longest to get, to get good at. Oh, I would get excited and do it and be like, yes, I've got this. And then I'd put it in a drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now follow it. Right. Yeah. So you were good at, you were good at doing it. Oh, I but can do it all day it was long. The, following. <laughs> <laughs> the consistency was hard for us as well. And mostly because like, we just never, we never tracked it. Or we never really, I guess maybe, and this is another point we're going to bring up is we never really had a great budget to start with. So it was hard to be consistent because it was like, oh, this just popped up. It really didn't just pop up. It's just, we didn't plan for it or we weren't being uh, open about it. So then it was like, once like the budget got blown because of this thing that popped up that we should have been aware of, then it was like, yeah, it doesn't work anyway. So yeah, now there's no, now I can like use that as an excuse to not be consistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Those excuses pop up Trixie into just not doing it, but you know, I, I want to go back to the mundane and kind of boring part of the, about this. Like uh, most of the work that we talk about here, isn't the most exciting stuff. Like you almost have to become a master at the mundane. You know, that's what you want to do. Master the fact that this is going to be boring. Expect that it's going to be boring. Expect that you're going to wake up every day. And and you're probably not always going to want to do this. And we talk about this in Roots all the time because it's like, I listen, I don't, I don't want to like sugarcoat this for anybody. Like the, the hard work that you got to put in is it's just that it's hard work and, and, uh, it takes time and it gets, and it does get boring and it's easy to let, like Ryan said, excuses or drift or or any of those things set in. So, you know, make sure you're, you're looking out for those things because those things can ruin consistency, but consistency and discipline for me, number one reason why most people will either mess up their budgets or ultimately end up just just quitting altogether. Now, Ryan, you mentioned kind of, you brought up the next point. Maybe you could talk a little bit about this, but you mentioned uh, tracking and, and a lot of people just don't track. So can you kind of talk into that a little bit or speak to that a little bit more? Uh, yeah. I mean, we just never, um, we really never paid attention to what we spent or, you know, when we first wrote a budget, it was like, okay, we're only going to spend hundred dollars this month on going out to eat. And then we would start going out to eat and it's like, yeah, I think we probably spent a hundred dollars. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, but you're not really tracking it. And the reason we didn't want to track it is because we knew what the answer was. And we knew a hundred percent that we were spending over a hundred dollars, Yeah. but we didn't want to track it because then it's like, then you're forcing yourself to deal with the reality that you're overspending. So we would write the budget and then these, I mean, this all plays together with the consistency for us. It was just a mind game. You know, it was like pat my, pat myself on the back because we wrote it. And then as soon as we felt like we were up against the wall, it was like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. And then we'd get to the next month and we'd be like, oh, yeah, we just, I don't know what happened, but we knew what happened. We just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, tracking is, is a big one. And, and when, I don't know, when I first started, I mean, we're talking, 
you know, about a decade ago now, you know, online banking was a thing, but it, it didn't have like a lot of the bells and whistles that it has now. I mean, I know my online bank just did a major update and, you know, I mean, it categorizes a lot of your stuff now automatically. And, and as you categorize it or change it, it almost has some intelligence to it where it'll remember like, oh, hey, Brad changed this to this category last month. It must be this category again this month. So it kind of learns as you're using it. But you have to go into your bank and actually check like, hey, now that the month is coming to an end, let's go run a bank statement and actually see how we ended up. How much did we spend on groceries? How much did we spend on gas? One of the coolest parts about the Totally Awesome Debt Freedom Planner, which if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm holding it up right now, is inside here, like we've got a bunch of trackers that are inside the planner. And that's the reason why we put them in there because tracking is so critical to the budget or having having success with your budget because it's one thing to plan. It's another thing to actually do it and you need to kind of see, did we, did we, did it work? Like, did we budget enough? Do we budget too much? And this ultimately is where a lot of people end up failing. It's it's kind of like what you said, Amber. You do the budget and you just kind of put it in the drawer and then you don't really kind of follow up with it throughout the month and towards the end of the month to see, like, did it, did it work? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and tra- going on with the tracking, like, I didn't, okay, sure, I'll track, but I didn't really want to because then I had to be real with myself and be like, oh, like, if I spend this on this, then I'm blowing the budget somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys gotten like, over that yet? I still find that it. That's so, that's such a human thing. Like it, it's like hills and valleys, like some months it'll be really good. And then other months it's like, boom, like we just went on a shopping spree the last couple of weeks. I was like, I'm buying a dryer. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to check myself and it happens all the time. Yeah. Camping, like the beginning of camping season is a big, big one for us. And, uh, it, and we're going to talk about this one in just a second, but it, when you have those changes in your budget, those are the ones that tend to catch me off guard the most. Um, and I, I get sometimes too repetitive. Like it's just an easy to copy what you did last month and not really take the time to like, okay, what really is coming up this month? And sometimes I'll forget about those, but I, I still feel sometimes even 10 years after doing this, the guilt of skipping it or missing it. And I'll just fudge the numbers, right? Isn't it funny how human nature just comes into this? Like, I mean, today, it's not as big of a deal because we actually have money now that we're debt-free, right? But back in the day, like, we didn't, I didn't have money to fudge the numbers. Like, so if I was fudging numbers, it meant that I wasn't really going to pay off any extra debt that month or I wasn't going to build my emergency fund that month. It was just prolonging the pain that I was in. But, you know, nowadays, all it does is just maybe prolong a little bit more of a savings goal that we're working on, but it's not like keeping us in debt, but still, I still feel kind of that guilt. like, I'm just not going to put it in there, (laughs) you know? And I think though, it's interesting though, because I think the danger, you know, at one point, right. We all had money, you know, you kind of decide like right now it's not as big of a deal because we have money and we, we slip into the same habit. Sometimes we're like, it's like we're spending money that we didn't budget. And we have to pull ourselves back because that's how we got into debt. Yep. Because we didn't pull ourselves back. At one point, we were all debt free. And the reason we're not debt free is because of that, like not dealing with it. And so I think what I've learned over the years in becoming debt free is yes, we still do it. Yes, we still make these mistakes. But now I have something on like the side of my shoulder, or my wife taps me on my shoulder, or I talk to her and we say, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Like we're, 
it's getting a little crazy. Like we got to <laughs> slow down. We didn't budget for this. Yeah. And so it still happens and it's still a struggle, but it's, it's a reminder for me. Those are the big reminders for me. Cause that's what got us the, the ignoring that on your shoulder is what got me into debt. And I a hundred percent could go right back there. Cause I mean, I can easily blow the budget every month. I don't have a problem doing that. Yeah. And it's funny because that's a lot of the roots members will say the same thing. They carry that. What would Brad do card in their wallet (laughs) (laughs) and they go and pull out their debit card. They're like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't because they see it there. They've got your, your, your voice in their head, Brad, (laughs) which by the way, if you're listening to this, I did not create that. Okay. <laughs> you might be thinking, wow, this guy really brought up. No, no, no. Our roots members that. created that saying. And then we just, we just went with it. Like I did, I had no plans of nothing like that, but people started saying that, like, what would Brad do? Like it just became, and it's not even really what would Brad do? It's more like, like I'm in roots. Like I'm really making it a point to work on this. Like it's a, it's an accountability saying is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, it's keeping them accountable. <laughs> so yeah, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is the big mistake that you could be making is that you're not being honest or realistic when it comes to putting your budget together. This is one that we all, like, this is one I see a lot of couples making the big mistake with, and it, it causes arguments and fight in the relationships. Um, they're not honest about how much they're going to spend, and they spend more. Like, And, and it's the same for singles. Like, it's for everybody. They're not being honest or, or realistic. And for me, I'll throw myself under the bus. When I first started doing this stuff, I was still smoking, and I would not put my cigarettes in the budget. I would not really? do it. Be- no, because I didn't want to see how much money I was spending on that. I didn't want to see it. Um, and it made me feel so guilty because obviously I didn't have the money to spend on cigarettes <laughs> and number two, how bad it was for me and how broke I was. And here I am still spending that money. Now, ultimately this was a big reason why I was able to cut that out. Um, my wife was a big reason too, but, um, but yeah, that, that was one that I always kind of was just not realistic with. I, I, I remember just specifically always skipping it and, I would have to figure it out at the end of the month on because you know obviously the money was spent because I, I bought the cigarettes. So I think too this is a, for us this was um, where we weren't being honest is we were we always so I've I've tried to eat healthy a lot. I've told I've said this a lot on the show. Like if I went through these periods of like I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise it's like I'm never eating pizza again. It's like <laughs> and it was very similar to that. Like with the budget, it was like I wasn't being realistic, and so we tried to make it too tight. Like we're trying to like you know we're not being honest about it. Like I'm not gonna spend any money going out to eat. And it was like, is that are you are you being honest with yourself? Or are you just kind of like having that like rocky moment? where you're just like all intense and tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and be like, uh, yeah, we have to go out to eat. So you gotta, it took us some time to really start figuring out what was realistic. Like we never had spending money in our budget, uh, when we first started, but as we went on, I, we needed that. And still to this day, I budget spending money because I just need to have some money to spend once in a while. I'm still like that. And we had to learn to do that in order to make it work. Yeah. Well, I think that's hard because that's the hard part about this whole thing. You, you know, you mentioned like cutting out the eating now because we, we've made those mistakes too, cutting out like a lot of the fun stuff. And I think the reason why we try to do that when we first get started is because we're motivated. Like we're, we want to get out of debt fast. We see this big mountain. Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't want to, I got to get this done quick. I got to do, and I'm, you're willing to do whatever it takes. But then when you actually live through 
having to try, or at least try having to live through those unrealistic expectations, you find out very, very quickly, like you're setting yourself up for failure. You are not a failure. It's just that you can't live with those unrealistic expectations. So be realistic when it comes to doing this. In fact, be more realistic when you first start and you'll be better off in the long run. Uh, Those who cut themselves way too short end up either one, not making it work and they quit or number two, just burning themselves out. And then they finally just kind of fall off the cliff and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to go crazy this month because we we haven't been doing anything, right? We haven't been able to have any fun and you kind of just pull the, let the reins go and things go crazy for a couple of months. So you really find want to find a, a really good balance there. Yeah, and I think there's there's guilt with that too. Like when we were pay, trying to pay off debt, I had this whole plan. We were like, yeah, we're going to do this in 12 months. Like I had it all planned out. We had we could have done it. But then we started going, oh, but we want to go on this trip. Oh, but we want to do this. Yeah. And we felt guilty for a long time. Yeah. And eventually we just had to check ourselves and be like, okay, it's okay to, you know, pay it off in 20 months. It's okay to pay it off in two years. Like it's not the end of the world. Right. Exactly. And we still got to live. Yeah. And I think the, there is a balance here though. And you, you that's the thing. And, and as individuals, we all have to answer what that balance looks like or, or decide what that balance looks like. But I mean, we, we also don't want to walk through this too. You, you do want to have some intensity with it and sacrifice and, and those things do come into play here, but there's a fine line of, of sacrifice and just being completely unrealistic. So you just want to make sure that you're, that you're always kind of checking yourself, like put in, you know, and, and again, it, maybe it's not eating out. Maybe it's just, you know, giving yourself, maybe it's going to get a massage. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but maybe make it a reward system. Like, Hey, if we get this emergency fund built, like, let's give ourselves this little reward. Like, if we get this first credit card paid off or these this amount of debt paid off, let's give ourselves this little reward. Like, you can build in some of these things throughout this process to help ease some of the the that feel of the sacrifice that you're going through, all right? Uh, the other one, too, or another one, number, number five here, is you forget about irregular expenses. And uh, this one uh, it was a big one for me for quite some time. And even after we had become debt-free was also a big one for me. I mentioned camping. Uh, you know, camping always, always brings up irregular expenses when the new season starts. Uh, it, it never fails. Um, the, the camper needs something at, you know, when, when we first open it up. One year it was an awning. Last year it was a water heater. Like, it, it always seems like it's it's something. And I always tend to forget to put a little extra in the budget for whatever that something is going to be. <laughs> so I got smart finally, and I started putting a sinking fund together. That way we have a sinking fund, and we've talked about sinking funds on this podcast. You can go check that episode out. But we we just save a amount of money every month that goes into a separate checking account, and that's called our camping checking account. And that way if things come up, we just use it out of that. But like a regular expenses, like things like like here in the state of Wisconsin, we have quarterly water bills. So we get a water bill every three months. In some places, you get a water bill every month. Uh, your insurance, like if, if you only pay, you know, every three months or maybe you pay biannually or annually, those are irregular expenses. You think, you think of things like school supplies and holidays. And I mean, we could go on and on with all sorts of different examples of irregular expenses. But this is an area where I feel a lot of people struggle, especially when they first get started because things are tight and money's tight. But these are the things that you definitely want to be aware of. In fact, one of the five daily financial to-dos that we list is number five is look ahead towards future expenses. This is probably the number one reason why most people go into debt because they're not planning for a lot of those future things that are going to be coming down the pipeline. Yeah, this one, when we were getting out of debt, got us all the time. 
I'd be like, I can't believe we have to buy school supplies again, you know? And, but every year we did. And every year we charge clothes and supplies and everything because it's like, we didn't plan for that. So hundred percent, you got to plan. Yeah. And then number six, your behaviors mess it all up, right? So as Amber pointed out right in the beginning of the show, uh, you know, she does her budget, she threw it in the drawer and that was it. Like, then you let your behaviors, you know, ride the rest of the month. And we all know where that goes. Uh, here's the thing, you know, when it comes to budgeting, a lot of us have good intentions, but it's it's ultimately the bad habits that are going to throw you off. All right. And it's the bad habits that lead to that inconsistency that we talked about in the beginning. All right. And, and a lot of people will say, well, you know, Brian, you said it, you know, you use the excuse. Well, budgeting just doesn't work for me. All right. So make sure you're always checking the behaviors. And this kind of goes down this whole entire line of these mistakes that we've been talking about is that like, for instance, you know, if you're not being consistent, obviously behavior is a big part of it. If you're not tracking, this is a great way for behavior modification because you can easily see, okay, what areas did we mess up in and where do we need to improve? So you can kind of see going through these mistakes, how behavior kind of plays a role in every single one of them. Yeah. And I think um, even behavior when it comes to when you're asked to go out to eat by friends, family, or you're asked to do something extra with friends and family, that behavior, you need to be able to just say no. Like it sometimes, and that's probably one of the hardest things is to just say no. In fact, it's so hard. We're going to have an upcoming episode coming up uh, on just that topic, how to say no. Um, And it is hard. This is probably one of the areas when it comes to behavior where, where most people struggle the most is being able to say no to friends and family, their kids, themselves. Um, this this is a hard topic and, and a one that a lot of people struggle with, no question. All right, guys, so there you have it. And again, if you're making mistakes as you budget, just understand that it's normal. Just don't allow it to let you quit. And, and even today, like, I mean, I've been doing this 10 years now and and we still make mistakes from time to time. But if we get it right 80% of the time, 90% of the time, it's way better than just saying we're not going to have any plan at all. So just stick with it, keep at it, and if you work on some of the stuff that we talked about here today, your budgeting habits will drastically improve over time. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me, though? Because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important, but where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning, things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning. And that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own. And who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money, pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the debt freedom planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own debt freedom planner today. Hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a party. All right, that means it's time for the celebrations of the show today. We're going to kick it off with Chris Stenseth. 
Chris says, I was able to add $500 to their emergency fund, which is an amazing win. Congratulations to you, Chris. Phyllis Hatch have been working on spending habits, doing better, still trying to find where her money goes with tracking. There you go. We just talked about that. How ironic that I put that in there, right? <laughs> Phyllis, great win. <laughs> uh, Debbie Gardner kept on budget, worked on next month's budget, stayed out of the stores and did my roots every day. Awesome. Congratulations. She did her roots 15 every day, which is basically spending 15 minutes a day on your finances. Congratulations to you, Debbie. Nadine McClurg, $127 away from her emergency fund, didn't do excess shopping this week and stayed out of the drive through for her coffee. Nadine, those are some fantastic behavior changes and wins. Congratulations to you. Uh, Vicky Vega had three no spend days this week. This is awesome. This is becoming like a more common thing with a couple of our members that I've been seeing. You it know, is. They're just planning these no spend days. Like, I like it. I like normally yeah. when I think of like no spend, like I think of like no spend month or no spend like certain thing. But some people but are really, like doing the just- The more days you can no spend- well, yeah, the better. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But I like the almost day, like, you know, just picking out a day. We're just not going to spend any money today. That's pretty awesome. Great win. Uh, Brandy Ray Butler had a debt consolidation loan that was taken out a couple months ago and have only two more payments left. So for the month of September has paid off a loan and a credit card. Awesome wins. Brandy, congratulations to you and congratulations to all of you guys who are working so hard. Thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you and we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.